We've got a few weeks left until the end of the year. And you can probably feel that it's kind of starting to slow down. Like it'd be pretty easy to take your foot off the gas, let things slow down a little bit, maybe mindlessly read a little bit of the news. Huh? Sounds pretty good. Or you could take a breath, make a plan, and finish the year off strong. Today on the show, we're sharing eight ways to end this year strong so you can start off next year with clear eyes and a clean slate. Hello and welcome to the Fizzle Show! There's a ride, we've got a Fizzle Show starting right now. It's another Fizzle Show, and I'm excited to be here. Every Friday, we publish another conversation, exploring the art and science of supporting yourself doing something that you actually care about. Okay, it's our hope that this episode, like every episode, will help you birth your idea into the world in a meaningful and sustainable way for you. If you need more help than a podcast conversation, you gotta know something. You gotta know if you need more help than a podcast conversation, we've got it for you. That's what we've got. Training and entrepreneurial community, all right? Training, video courses about how to do stuff in your business, right? Come up with a business idea, make a new product. Maybe you need help getting from step A to step B or from step C to step Z. We've got that in the Fizzle Roadmap and in the Fizzle Library of Training. But then we also have the community of entrepreneurs who won't let you quit. These are people who are putting their butts on the line to build something they care about. Now, as a listener of the show, we're going to give you access to this group of people and this library of courses. Normally costs $35 a month. Okay, not very expensive. We wanted to put something out that wasn't super expensive. $35 a month, you're in, let's make progress on your business. But as a listener of this show, as a person of a discerning taste like you, you get to try out Fizzle membership for five weeks for free. That's at fizzle.co slash try five. That's just for you Fizzle show listeners. Check out Fizzle for five weeks for free courses and community to help you make your own living. Fizzle.co slash try five. Okay, let's get into our conversation. I'll be back after this to fill in any gaps. Well, I'm excited to get into our topic for today. If I could just pull my notes up here, I'm going to tell you what it's about. I want to talk about finishing this year strong. Okay. Mm. All right. If I were to title this thing before we've made it, I would title it Finish Strong. Six strong-minded ways to end this year. Mm, You used the word strong twice. (laughs) I did a double strong. Yeah, you did. You can see... I want us to finish strong. That's a power word. It's a power word of PW. If you, many people don't know that PW, strong words, like power words, like strong, strength, stronger. These are, these are power strongest. words. Strongest. Strongest. These are power words. You use these in copywriting for power words. Um, but here's, what I, here's the thing. You know, what, do you, what do you want? What do you want? You want to be intentional with your year. You want to finish your year strong. You want to do the work and have the vision Right? You, this why? is your life. Why, why do you want to do that? This is your only life is why. Okay. You're, this is your only life. Like, what are you, what are you, what are you here for? Yeah. You, get, you get to decide. All right. You All get right. to decide. Okay, I'm bought in. We've got like three weeks left till the end of the year, right? So, yeah. I, I mean, it's a perfect time just to like, eh, Downshift. Downshift, do some things, which is cool. I like that because that's a different sort of frequency to have your mind at, which might give you some insights, some creativity, because don't be honest, let's be honest, what we need is ideas for next year. Mm-hmm. Ideas that are going to get us growing. Ideas that are going to get us, uh, put our product out in the world when other people are, so people can find it, right? They're going to get us some traction in the marketplace. They're going to get us to actually build the thing that we need to build, Yep. right? So whatever it is for you. But what's our, what's, what's our, what's our fear, right? What's our, our fear here? Is that we're just going to be too lazy, you know? Is that we won't have the vision, you know? It's that we're going to regret, like next year, a couple, like a month or two into next year, we're going to regret not doing enough or more now to set us up better. Right. So you're going to spend the first few weeks of next year kind of navel-gazing instead of working on something. So how do we set this end of the the last three weeks of this year up for like, we're ready to roll. We got a clean slate. We got a little bit of direction. We got air in the sails. You know, we're like ready to roll. Is this something you feel like you do every year? Do you, you try to... Really pack something in. There's something, I honestly, I can't, I don't know what it is. There's just something in the air this time of year that just is like, it's my favorite time. It's, it's a, it's like dopamine. It's because it, not just because it's like, oh, everybody's 
feeling like the the season, but also because it's like it's a time built for archiving and cleaning. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it was designed for just to clean to for like stuff to get like all right, get rid of the old stuff yeah. because it's holding us back. Do you know what I mean? It's like a little hint of that feeling you get when you uh, leave a job uh-huh. for a new one and you get to say, not my problem anymore. Not my problem. I'm to do that with the years. Wow, yeah, totally. Yeah, okay. Totally, I'm not my you. problem anymore. And I, what happens then? Cr- new creative energy, mm-hmm. new ideas, right? This is just the same thing we talked about a couple episodes ago. The Onion article, right? Yeah. Woman who accidentally closes 22 <laughs> tabs has a new lease on life. Mm-hmm. What's the quote from her, Corbett? You remember the quote. What did she say? I don't know. <laughs> I was hoping you had it right there. Is that on the show notes last time? It was, yeah, it was. But it's something like, uh, it, it's something like, I mean, I could do anything mm-hmm. from here. <laughs> it's just a blank slate. You know, you got 22 tabs open. You can't wait to, you're like, I need to get to all of these. And accidentally, like the computer shuts down or something. You lost them all. Yeah. Well, it's your life to live, baby. <laughs> What do you want to do? <laughs> yeah, except in this case, we know that the event is coming. Yeah. The year is going the to end. The year is going to end. And and uh and I think there's a lot of I think there's a lot of reason why to to surf the motivation and the and the sort of like so, drive in the beginning of the year. For you you guys, know, that's like some octane, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. And you get a little bit of that anxious energy knowing that a whole new year is coming and you're yeah. gonna, you know, try yeah. to try to do something. Totally. Um I'm curious though for you guys. Do you feel like at the end of the year, there's a balance between trying to wrap up the things that you were... So when you said, you emailed us like, hey, let's talk about finishing the year strong. I was thinking initially about wrapping up the projects in a strong way. Yeah, yeah. And maybe a little less about planning for next year, but it's always a little of both, Mm -hmm. isn't it? Yeah, totally. Because you got stuff in the fire, right? Well, I also think that what we're talking about, at least the way that I interpreted this topic for today, it almost feels a little bit like defending against something negative that can happen with the the new year stuff. And it's for me, I have been guilty of having more fun, like fantasizing about the, all the things I'm going to do next yeah. year. And like having more fun, like filling out like my goal notebook than actually taking the actions to do the things. And that can be really dangerous yeah. too. It's like, yeah. it's, it's fun to dream of like this blank slate and all the great things I'm going to do in the next year. But I think what we're talking about is, you know, real recognizing like, Hey, there's three weeks right in front of us right now that you get the chance to do something with and there is Hmm. something kind of magical about january 1st but not so magical that you can't still make like meaningful progress with what we have left and feel really really good about going into the next year yeah yeah totally i love this so what i asked everybody to do is bring two ideas i think we should just jump right in okay how are we going to finish this year off strong we got a hundred million listeners of fizzle show all of them working their asses off to build something they care about to either some of them are like they're just getting started they're like i just i just have to try to finish the things on my list to do some of them are like business is going it's strong i want to i want to make better better you know uh inroads into this path next year i've got a lot of big plans but i got a lot of mess in front of me right now i'm trying to clean up you know what i mean a lot of projects i'm trying to finish up others are just like i just have one project to finish up help me motive motivate me to do that yeah or some people haven't even started a project they're just still in the planning mode yeah you know? yeah yeah so, Steph, let's jump in with you. What do you uh, What do you feel like? What's one uh, of the ways that you, uh, either in the past or when you think about finishing the year strong, when we got three or four weeks left, what do you think of? Okay, so here's what I think of. You mentioned something important that I think ties into my first one. So you said, Chase, that the temptation this time of year is just kind of shift down into like cruise mode and just kind of like just waltz right into the holidays and kind of like yeah. right now, you know, it's. I don't know. We're like a third of the way into December. It's like 15 days till Christmas or something when this episode comes out. So if you're celebrating Christmas and you got family stuff, it's really easy to look at these next two weeks and be like, nah, I can't really, I don't want to sink my teeth into anything too big because, you know, I'm I'm ready to kind of like take a much needed break. And that's totally fair. But my first one, I'm going to call it or kind of refer to it as the college finals approach. And this Mm. is something that works really well for me. So this is going back to my college days and all of, you know, all of us who went to college or had anything similar to that experience where you had the finals coming up, right? And you didn't really get like a choice of whether or not you were going to skip your finals. Like your finals are kind of like the culmination of the hard work that you did that semester. And the grade at the end of the year often heavily reflects how you do in the final. And I I, like have this very vivid memory of 
wanting so badly to be on Christmas break and to like go home and to relax and put my feet up, but having this obstacle of the finals in front of me. Now, when you're in college, like that's forced upon you, but I like to kind of try to recreate that in my own life. I know that sounds weird. Like, why would I want to go back to that? But for me, (laughs) I know it's weird, but for me, I want to plan to truly take some time off. Like even if it's just a few days or a week around the holidays and feel like, oh, so good about it and be able to totally turn off, not be dabbling and be able to say to myself, man, I feel like I really earned it. I feel like I really earned this sort of like total relaxation. And I guess like the, maybe this is controversial. Maybe people feel like they don't have to earn it. But for me, I like to feel, I like to sign off kind of like my last working days of the year and say to myself, man, I really finished like on a super high note and I feel like I hit this deadline. So for me, it's kind of like maybe it's like artificially constructed, but I like to really feel like I have a, I, I got, I want to sprint hard on something at the end of the year so I can kind of take advantage of some of that energy going into 2017. So I don't know, maybe that's weird for people, but for me, I like to kind of mimic that feeling of like, I'm not going to let myself sort of just like fizzle into the next year. I want to feel like I, you know, really go out with a bang. And for me, that's kind of like mimicking this sort of deadline of like a college final. Mm. Yeah. You, you always strike me as somebody who's, um, deadline driven in a good way. Not, not that you necessarily love them, but that they are very motivating for you instead of shying away from it. And I guess like you can look at the end of the year as a deadline if you want, or you can just look at it as yet another day. Yeah. 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 And I think this is especially helpful if you're competitive. Like I'm a competitive person. I can compete with myself all day long. So for me, you know, if I, if I set out a really aggressive goal, you're right, Corbett, I do like to have a deadline because I like to be able to say my, I like it to scare me a little bit because then when I make, then I, I love that. I'm like addicted to that feeling of surprising myself with my progress. So if you can really challenge yourself almost to the point where you don't like, you're kind of scared that you can't get it done. Then you come out on the other side feeling like, man, I can't believe I got that done. And now I get to go relax and be with my family. So I don't know. It works for me. And I I really like that at the end of the year. Steph is so competitive (laughs) that she somehow turns casual dancing into a competitive. I really do. It's so bad. (laughs) But not in a bad way. No, no, I've seen people do that in a bad way. But it's more like, come on, guys, we're doing this. Step it up. Step it up. Totally competing with myself. Like, how aggressive can I be about this? Like... She's like, yeah, I don't get the feeling that you're like necessarily like judging other no, people. I can't or see anybody like else. I can't, like, I can't see anybody else. You, you really can. It's just like your own elbow movement quotient. Oh, yeah. It's like, it's like me and Drake and nobody else is there. Oh, uh, I believe it's pronounced Drake. So at the end of the year, so like right now, Steph, are you, do you, you have your like your project? Like, so if someone who's like, okay, I want to try this college finals approach, how do you, how do you help say, okay, so here's what you need to do? So I think it's just, excuse me, I think it's helpful to try to think, like I said, try to find something that seems undoable. So for me, I can't remember if I've mentioned this on this show or not, but it's halfway done. So I might as well mention it. I'm going to be launching my own new shiny, exciting podcast for people, for people who are interested. What? Yeah, it's coming to a, I don't know, the airwaves near you. And I'm really excited about it. And it's launching in early January, right? So for me, I, December is like a big month. In fact, I have actually like upped my childcare hours in December so I can get more done. So I think it's, you know, maybe it's launching something in the early part of January or, you know, publishing something big in the early part of January. We've got a couple things like that besides my podcast that fizzled that are coming out in early January. And I think it makes all of us really like just take advantage of the time that we have in December. Um, plus if you're somebody who enjoys the holidays, I find that it like, I don't know, I really enjoy like anticipating the family time that's coming up. And when I'm working hard, time goes by really fast. So that's an added bonus. Mm, I like that. Uh, so you're talking about what I'm hearing you say is like, make up a project if you don't have one. Hell yeah. That's that you're launching in early January. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are, especially if you're doing online stuff, a lot of people are paying attention in early January. That's sort of how I feel about this podcast that I'll be launching is people are, you know, I I think conceivably people are going to be looking for new stuff to get into in January. So you can kind of ride an interest, the the wave of freshness that we're talking about, if you can get something out in the early part of January. So it kind of serves a few different purposes. It motivates you, but it also helps you start your new year on a high note and do something really spectacular for your business. Oh, I love that. I love it. Yeah. Okay. That worked for us as a team last year. We did a big promo at the beginning of January. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it was kind of on short notice. We yeah, just we just kind of- Like a couple weeks before. <laughs> yeah. But it worked out really well. And and it was like, you know, otherwise we would have just 
enjoyed that yeah. period. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. But instead, we got something meaningful done. And that's not to say we didn't enjoy that period of time because we really did. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that was a, that's a great example. I mean, we said uh, we decided to do our very first sort of sale or discount on a year membership of Fizzle, and uh, came with a whole you know made up a whole campaign and launch strategy the whole nine yards in the la- in like two, the last two weeks of December. Yeah, and then launched it. I think I think the second week of January. Mm-hmm. And um, that's a great example for what you're talking about, Steph. Yep. Yeah, and if you that's that's a not even a good example, but that's a good idea for anyone who already has a product for sale or a mm-hmm. service or something. If you want to start next year off with, you know, more revenue than you normally would have in January, yeah. then come up with some kind of special offer for people in the first week or two of the year. Yeah. Love it. Okay. Corbett Barr, what's, uh, what's one of yours? So for me, step one is always about knowing what you want to finish by the end of the year. Mm-hmm. It sounds like a basic thing, but yeah. I think a lot of us just kind of get to this period and you're just kind of looking around for little things to tidy up here and there. Like you said, it's a great time of year to yeah. clean up and, you know, and organize and archive and all that kind of yeah. stuff. Um, instead of doing that, I like to know specifically which projects am I aiming to finish, sort of like Steph said mm-hmm. earlier. And then in addition, I want to know how I want to be prepared to start the new year. Mm. So that's sort of the the dichotomy that we talked about earlier, wrapping up existing projects and starting new projects or planning projects that you're going to start. For us, we actually have this heartbeat, this rhythm that happens every quarter. It's a rhythm nation, really. Yeah. Yeah. Keep going. Thanks. <laughs> I really, Janet's just right in there now. <laughs> I know, it's really hard. Part <laughs> of the rhythm nation. <laughs> you like to get a rhythm going. I do. Uh, no, we have a rhythm. We have a heartbeat every yeah. quarter, yeah, which yeah. is we, uh, as a team, every quarter, spend the spend a couple of days, the first week of the first quarter of the quarter, planning out the projects that we want to get done. And at the end of the quarter, we are able to look at that list. We keep this list in Trello. We have just so people can kind of visualize this. We have a list of ideas, things that we will get to at some other point, some other quarter. Mm -hmm. Then we have things that we've agreed we're working on for the quarter. And we move projects over into that column. Then we have a column, which is uh, things that are actively being worked on. And then finally, when they're done, they get moved over in a ceremonious way to the live column, the column of projects that are finished. And so at the end of every quarter, and especially at the end of the year, we just get to go and look in Trello and see, here are the projects that we had committed to for the quarter. And so it starts to get whittled down. Mm -hmm. And then there's this little, you know, competitive kind of thing where in the meetings, we're looking at the list and kind of, you know, feeling each other out. Like, all right, we're going to get this one done and that one done. Because we all want to end with a clean slate, like you said earlier. We want to end the year. We want to end the quarter with a clean slate so that... We don't, you know, the, the worst is when you get into the next quarter and you're, you have all this baggage of projects that you had committed to a long time ago and they're not finished still. So you don't get to take on any fun new projects, any new work. Uh, and I just find that it's really hard to focus on a project for more than a few months at a time. So when you get stuck focusing on a project for more than two cycles, yeah, it's rough. So it just, you know, it's that competitive nature that Steph mentioned Uh, And I think it all starts with really being clear about what you want to finish at the end of the quarter and then how you want to be prepared for the next quarter. And for us, being prepared for the next quarter means we have a meeting on the calendar for the first week of the next quarter. And we all know that that's when we're going to do a postmortem on the projects that we finished and we're going to plan out what we want to accomplish in the next quarter. And so sometimes there's a little prep work for that. Yeah. um, three months ago, I think it was last time Steph was out here, maybe it was six months ago. I, I forget. Um, we sat down and, and had a really long, um, presentation that I walked through that sort of set, you know, where we are and what the bigger picture stuff mm-hmm. was. And that was all prep work that I had to do before that. So you might want to do that kind of thing for yourself going into next year. Yeah. What's the big picture? Like, where have you been over the past year, past two years? What are the trends that you see in your business that you're working on? Yeah. And where do you want things to go from here? Not just in the first few weeks of next year, but for the whole year or the next two or three years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what I'm hearing you say is uh, this. So we have a process inside of Fizzle where every quarter we meet and decide what are the projects we're going to commit to. Yep. Then as we get close to the end of the quarter, which coincides with the end and of the year. And throughout the quarter. I mean, every week we yeah, do this. It's every just, single you week. start to feel the pressure towards the end of the quarter. But what's great about it is, you know, three months ago-ish, we defined 
this many these projects we wanted to do. Yeah. And that list is a very clear indicator of what's left to do, mm -hmm. right? Because there's still five solid things on that list that have been there the whole time. Yeah. That we haven't. But amongst a completed. lot of other things. Amongst that, a ton of other stuff. That we did right? finish. Yeah. Um, but what's great about this, this we've talked about this before. I'll put it in the show notes where we've talked about our end of year planning uh, process as well as a, that's a great, that's a huge, you need a bing, 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 bing sound effect. Woo, 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 pay attention. Ahuga. I don't know. I wanted to do another one, but I I forgot what what other ones I had. Uh, this there's a an article that we have on how to complete a end of year review process. We do this every single year on our small businesses so that we can actually better plan and prepare for next year. Yep, it's a powerful process that we've written about, created for you, and it's all it's all for free. It's all for free. It's incredible. So I'll put that in the show notes. That's going to be fizzleshow.co slash 192. I believe we're 192, right? Mm -hmm. Aren't you, stuff? I think yeah, so. Yeah, we are. Um, I, had, I, had this one, that, I had this exact one on my list too, planning an end, end of your review. And I think it ties well also to the first point I made, which is that if you need help kind of having like that deadline or having that sort of like fire under you, if you know that you're going to have in essence, like kind of like a scorecard for yourself because you're going to be look, you know, looking at your end of year. I think you have to ask yourself, what do I need to do in these next few weeks to feel really good about myself when I'm doing this end of year planning process? Because if okay, so hold on, Stay, hold, I want to, I want to, I want to dive into a full like your your point on the end of year review one next, Steph. We could do that. Let's just draw. Let me just put a ribbon on Corbett's bit here first. Is that okay? Mm -hmm. Go for it. Because I think we should. I think we should give this end of year. The more I'm thinking about, it, the more I'm like this end of year review. We should probably dive a little more into it. What I like, Corbett, about what you're saying is um, this is just a sense that we have these lists of projects we've committed to and we get to just watch there. We used to look there for what we're planning on on completing by the end of the year. Yeah. And for as, what we need to commit to. As artificial as it might seem, I don't want to show up to that meeting for next quarter planning meeting and then have to, you know, hem and haw about why we didn't get this thing done. Or that yeah, thing. yeah, I get it, Corbett. I get it. I'm going to get the customer success <laughs> project done soon. <laughs> Not you. I'm saying personally, and I think we all feel that. You know? No, we totally do. But this is a, this is a, a, and I think I, I'm wrapping all of that up under this under this really really clear headline of define exactly what you want to finish by the end of the year. Yeah, you know, and and in some yeah. ways, this is the first step of just going. All right, what's out here? Yeah, and if you don't have one of these lists, it's not too late. Just make one right now. Just say, you know, this is my finished yeah. by the end of the year list and you have three plus weeks to do it. Yeah, I like that. Okay, Steph, now let's go to this actual end of year review process. Now, what what does this mean to you? I think that to me, this means what I, when I think of it, I think I, so I like Corbett's point about going into next year, not feeling like we have this baggage of unfinished projects for the year. So there's this certain incentive to wrap everything up so you can have that clean slate. But for me, I think it's also, it has, it has to do with asking myself, how can I get to this end of year conversation that we have and feel really, really good about myself? And that means something different to everybody, you know, to each individual person. And we've talked about this on the show before, you know, discovering your values and understanding like what success means to you personally. But when you've kind of worked on that definition, then you can look at your projects and say, well, when I'm doing this end of year, like sort of taking inventory of what I've done this past year, what's my gap between where I am right now on December 10th or whatever it is, as this, ep this episode is coming out, out, what can I do to address this gap between, you know, December 10th and January 1st? It's going to make me feel that much better about this end of year process. So I think it's just assessing how you want to feel at the end of the year and then trying to figure out how you can maximize your time between now and then to really go into that, go into the next year feeling like you've done, you've come as close as you can to that benchmark that you set for yourself. Or I also like Corbett's point of if you haven't done this, it's absolutely not too late. You can kind of think to yourself right now, what can I do just to finish? What can I do to finish this year on a high note that makes me feel like, okay, I actually feel, you know, pretty um, satisfied personally, individually with what I've, with my contributions for this year. And now I'm ready to kind of move on to what 2017 has in store. Mm. You can, you can even like, you know, just construct this in your, in your mind. If you haven't documented like what you wanted to get done for the year or whatever, you can just go back and think to yourself, like, how did I feel at the beginning of this year? Yeah. What, what did I think I would accomplish? And then just walk through like month by month and, and kind of think like, what did you actually finish? What projects did you push out the door and reconcile the two. 
Yeah. yeah. I'll also just add to just maybe this is helpful as well because I'm thinking about my own process. For me, I think I'm in a unique situation because since you guys hired me, I have the opportunity to kind of review. I, I sort of have to review because Corbett and I talk about what's happened for me in the past six months, in the past year. Mm-hmm. So for people out there, I, it, it's absolutely possible to replicate that. Like for me, that's built into what I do here at Fizzle. But we talk about accountability and masterminds all the time. I think it'd be really cool to put something like this in place, whether it's somebody that you cut like a business confidant or somebody that you kind of just are used to like talking shop with your, you know, about business, like an accountability partner of some kind and do like an end of year review with another person. And I think the value of that is it makes you ask yourself, like, what would it take for me to have a conversation with this person and feel like really proud? That's what mm-hmm. helps me. Cause I think about the conversation that I have with you guys about my projects at the end of mm-hmm. the year. And I ask myself, what am I, what's it going to take for me to go to Corbett and go to chase and say, man, I'm really proud of what I've done this past year. So I think having a partner to do this with having somebody to bounce this off of might help figure out. Cause it's so easy. Like just like everything with, we talk about with accountability, it's so easy to be like, well, nobody's paying attention. I can kind of just slink off into, into the end of the year. Nobody's going right. to notice. So if you, put yourself like on the map with accountability by talking to somebody else. I think it's really helpful. Mm, I like I that. It. Okay. Uh, hold on. I'm writing a, a, a note about just like how easy it, it is just to slink off into the yep. end of the year. And if you're just mm-hmm. joining us here on NPR, uh, we're, I'm talking with Steph Crowder and Corbett <laughs> Barr, two entrepreneurs who are building an industry of sorts in the realm of personal business, not something you need venture back funding for. This is what's called bootstrapped independent businesses. And we're talking about how to finish your year strong. And now I'd like to go to one of mine. <laughs> I'd like to go to myself. Uh, quick question for you, Chase. You I haven't said much about. It. So um, first one. So again, just, just re- re- rehashing some of the ones we've talked about. College finals approach, giving yourself a deadline on a big project that you're just like, this is going to feel really good to have finished. Either setting up something to launch in January or publish in January and just have like a big, audacious, hairy goal where you're like, I'm going to do it. A hag. <laughs> you nailed that. Big, hairy, audacious goal. <laughs> a bag. Big, audacious, hairy goal. Yeah, I was going bag. Bag. A bag. A bag. It's better for bag. It's a bag. I don't know. I've got a lot of sinus stuff going on, so it's hard for me these days. Um, we talked about the college finals approach, which is launching something in January. We talked about defining exactly what you want to accomplish by the end of the year. Like, just getting crystal clear on that. What I love so much about that one is it just normally requires going, that's not going to get done, that's not going to get done, but these three, you're mine. Do you know what I mean? So so much of getting stuff done requires you to set this intention on mm-hmm. I only really have time to do these, but I'm gonna do I'm gonna do the heck out of them, right? Then there's uh completing the year, the end of year review process, which we've written up for you. You'll find that in the show notes at fizzleshow.co slash one ninety-two, where it charts out this whole path for you about how exactly to do this end of year review process. And I love that conversation, Steph, where it's like you can think like, even if you don't have a boss or manager, what would make me feel really proud to have my end, to like walk into my end of year sort of like review with my boss or manager to to like what what projects under my belt right now would make me feel really great about that. Mm-hmm. Um, here's, here's one for me. Again, this time for me is mostly like clean, organized, fresh, like the way that I get with my work environment, with the with the possessions, with stuff like that, it just kind of weighs on you. You know, Tyler Durden style, the things you own end up owning you. Yep. The projects you commit to, the, the files on your computer, right? So one for me is actually cleaning out my computer, like cleaning the actual digital files mm, yeah. on my computer, um, as well as, as things in like Google Docs. Like you might have Google Doc that's just like, folder that's just disgusting you can't find anything I, yeah i have one of those yeah right i every year i go through i clean up google docs i go through i clean up my dropbox all of the files that we have organized i define I what there was like an archive button just for files sort of like gmail yeah you don't have yeah, to yeah. go back and look at your archive yeah, yeah who cares yeah. right it's just in there. i do this i do this i have um i have a folder that i will put inside of every other fo- big folder yeah that's just called underscore underscore archive so it's right up at the top. Double underscore. Archive. Double underscore archive. And that's what I do. That's that like just guarantees my... it's not going to end up down the list <laughs> at all. It's just not going to end up. It's always going to be alphabetically. At the exactly. Top. So I throw everything that's old in 
there and then I can find it if I need to. And then occasionally what I do is I have I have a backup hard drive with like all my files on it, right? And so that becomes the actual archive. Eventually things get deleted from my local archive and you just live there. You are just the <laughs> You are the like the classic you're like the quintessential messy creative but you're the most anal person I know at the same time. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. Well, here's it's why. Weird. Here's why. Because my trade, my li- my livelihood depends on these files. Sure. You know what I mean? Every Photoshop file, every font, right? Every yeah. every single thing that we put together, every piece of copywriting yeah. and, and stuff like that. So I have all of these processes that I've developed for me working when I used to work with a lot of clients and I needed to be on point with my client communication and project management. And I was the one guy doing all of it. Right. Right. So because of that, I, I definitely have the strong sense that like, or, or just a, a realization awareness of the fact that like your computer and the state of your computer is a lot like the state of your mind and your heart as you're creating and making stuff. So for me, there's this big, there's this big project of, of cleaning out the computer of getting rid of old stuff of being free to create new things, right? Right. That's what. That's what. Because like, uh, like this guy I pay attention to a little bit named uh, Richard Alpert, who was a Harvard uh, professor, uh, and then went off to to uh, to create the acid and LSD movement with mm. Timothy Leary, and, yeah. and he later on became a guru known as Ramdas. But he, he talks about how he was carrying around these boxes of his possessions, like his old stuff, like photos and. Um, and just like like little knickknacks and things like that, right? Doilies, maybe, that his grandma knit or something like that. And he was carrying them around, and one day he just realized, like, what am I carrying these things around for? It's like, I, I'm afraid I'm going to run out of now. You know what I mean? It's like, and I feel like life is just keeps teaching me that. That what I care so much about is what we're creating, you know, what we're constantly creating. And what I wanted to create yesterday is just not at all what I'm interested in anymore. Yeah. You know, so I, I don't mind keeping it as an archive, but I want it out of my sandbox. Yeah, I want you it. don't want it to be like cluttering your mind space. Exactly. Yeah. So mm-hmm. to me, there's this really cathartic process to cleaning out the computer. Then that means like, you know, your desktop, your downloads, mm-hmm. your documents, photos. folders, photos. I took all my photos and I put them onto my family sort of spare hard drive thing, external hard drive. Um, and, and it's backed up, I hope. It's, 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 a, it's a RAID redundant thing. And then occasionally I plug it into try to get it up to Amazon, but it just takes so long because the files are so big. So that's the one, that's the, see that square, that uh, suitcase right there? That's what I grab when we got a fire. <laughs> There's like four hard that's drives it. in there. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty wild. But uh, but anyways, for me, cleaning out, the, cleaning out your computer, it sounds like a silly thing, but this, this is something that maybe I've learned that a lot of other people haven't yet. It's that when you're doing independent business, when you're like running your own show, you live and die by your computer files, you know, by your like recordings for your podcast or your video editing or your this, that, and the other. And because I had agency experience, you know, working at creative agencies and because I watched what it's like to work with clients and then you would work with one client and then five years later, they'd come back Yeah, and you'd be working on the same assets. So you need a process for managing that stuff. Right. So anyways, cleaning out the computer for me is, is, uh, is more than just like knowing what to find when I, when I need to find it, which is great. It's also this like really, it's cathartic, like a clean, clean out mode, which this is my OCD kind of coming out. I guess I have a, my mom would say I'm a Gemini. I like to organize. (laughs) Thank you, Lindy. (laughs) All right. So cleaning out the computer files. What's next, Steph? What's your next one? Or did we get into it with the end of year? We did, but I have, I have a bonus round. Um, Okay. Oh, I came prepared, you guys. I'm not messing around here in 2017. <laughs> well, let me first say I loved your t- your tip, Chase, because I realize how badly I need to go through my digital files. So I will be adding that to my list for the end of the year because I have mm. not actually, yeah. I usually don't do that. And I'm going to now because I think it would really help. So that's a good one. Um, one final one for me is, I was kind of thinking about this one as taking, so, okay, if you're sitting here and it's December and I think a lot of us are starting to think about what next year might look like. Maybe you have some kind of like bigger goals for the whole year that you're looking at, whether it's, you know, I th- I'm going to, I'm going to use a classic example, like getting in shape or writing a book, something kind of bigger. I think it's interesting and something I'm playing with this year that I haven't really done before is taking a goal from next year and trying to make progress on it right now. I mean, why not? Mm. Right. For me, I'm, I've always been someone who I get like my planner for the whole next year and I plan, you know, on January 1st. That's usually how I like to do it. But for some, for whatever reason, I've decided this year, why not 
get kind of like a head start on something that I care about for next year. So I shared with you guys earlier in the in this week uh, in our team meeting that I'm starting to get really serious about fitness. And I haven't really done that in a while because I had the baby and blah, blah, blah. So for me, I really want to get in, into better shape for, you know, to, for better energy and just to feel good in my body in 2017. And I think fitness mm-hmm. in general is one that totally get, you know, people like push that to January because you have, the, there's so many excuses. You have the holiday parties, there's a lot of eating and drinking. And a lot of people are like, eh, I'll kind of wait for my fitness goals until the new year. So for me, I just like, I'm starting to get really serious about some personal training that I'm doing and it's the beginning of December. So for me, this, this is something I'm really excited about because when January comes along, I'm kind of already like halfway into a big goal that I have for the next year. So I think that's something interesting to play with too, is that if you're looking into your next year and thinking, what do I really want to accomplish? Is there a way that you can get a jump start or a head start on that project and start taking steps today so that when you go into the 2017, when January 1st hits, you already have a little bit of momentum instead of like getting back into the gym for the first time in six months on January 1st. So that's my, my last one is take a January goal and move it, move it up. Nice. I love that. That's great. Yeah. That's like one of those. Now, well, Steph, here's my question for you in the midst of all this, like, you know, set a deadline, make a big, hairy, audacious goal and, and just plan on launching it in January. Uh, bring a goal from next year into right now, starting it now. Do you ever feel like you're doing too much? Do you ever like burn out? Yeah, uh, yes, totally. (laughs) (laughs) However, maybe this is an important clarification as I'm glad you said that. Maybe it's helpful that, okay, so if these two, these kind of go together. If you're sprinting hard and you have a deadline professionally or with your business, I think it's really easy to burn out. Maybe the goal from from January can be a little bit more personally fulfilling. So for me, mm. I actually think my gym time is kind of like my me time. I leave my phone at home. I don't worry about my family or my work. I just like full, like get fully into training. So for me, yeah. it's actually yeah. helping keep my cup full. So it'd be interesting if you can take a personally fulfilling goal that you have for next year and move it up, maybe to offset some of that deadline setting that you're doing in December. Mm. Yeah, I like that. That's a, that's a good little caveat or uh you know, little angle on that, mm-hmm. on that to do something right now. Because if I'm honest, when I think about this question, I'm thinking about one word and that's intention. Yeah. That is like what, because what I, listen, I'm, I am Corbett, like you said, the, uh, the worst, uh, the worst kind of, of, uh, you know, creative junkie, the guy who, who just, uh, I don't know, I want, I, I want to do everything all the time and I can, I can be so just flourishing creative and so disorganized looking on the surface. And yet, like, I'm also very anal. Um, and, and I have like a lot of particulars ways that I do things because it's not my first week doing this kind of stuff. I've, I want to make my whole, I've made, planned on making my whole life about this. Right. And, and <clears throat> so in the process of that, I've burned a lot of, I've just burned a lot of things over the over the past. Do you know what I mean? I've been one combustible jet engine running through creative idea after creative idea. And uh, a lot of that was driven by how I felt about certain projects. I feel like working out. I don't feel like working out. I feel like starting this website. I don't feel like starting that website anymore. I feel like this. I feel like that. And I've just watched that that change so much, that pendulum swings so much that the only thing that now I feel like I can, like, okay, I need my heart. I need my, how I feel about things. That's a, that's an asset for me, but there's this other thing. And I think I've learned this really from watching Corbett and my wife, Melissa. Um, There's this other thing called intention where you go, all right, regardless of how I feel, (laughs) regardless of how I feel, what do I want? Now, this is different from the gym coach going like, you gotta, it's gonna hurt, and you, you don't make it, it's no pain, no gain, and all this stuff. Like, that stuff always turns me off. Always turns me off. Like, it's never been motivating to me, right? But if you got, if you, if you sat down and had some tea with me, and read me a roomy poem, and then, and then said, now, what do you want your life to be about? You know? Uh, then you, you were able to say, do you know, do, don't you realize that that's gonna always be a moving target until you pick it? Right. Until you pick it and start making, and even if it changes, then you change your plan, you change your intention. But like, you need to decide where you're going, and just start making a plan to get there. Right? Instead of just like, in this moment, I feel like doing this, and and that's led me to a lot of like great dynamic things. But there's this something about this this like intention, like taking what you're saying, Steph, this personal goal that you might have for you next year, starting it 
right now. It's like a way of going like, this is who I am now. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I'm this person now. But sometimes that doesn't stick. So you got to start, like, one of the things that I'm feeling is like in uh, mindfulness meditation, I've been doing it every day. I've wanted to do it every day. I've been doing it every day for like, I don't know, three weeks now. And I've done it for like the last eight years, but not as a practice, not every day. And it's starting to work. It's starting to work. Like where I get, when I get anxious, when I get kind of manic, or when I get sort of depressed, like there's another version of me in there that go, that's the one that like sits and meditates and like watches my, and, and you know what I mean? And it's like, and I'm like starting to get confused on which one's me. Do you know what I mean? Where it's yeah. like, it's like if I spend enough time in that mode, that becomes me. Like the one I think of when I think of me. Because otherwise I could be thinking of whichever one is loudest. That's what I've always done. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Of course, maybe it's a problem that I have so many people and stuck inside me. <laughs> you know, but anyways. So what, Corey, what's your, what's your next one? All right. My next one is, um, so there's this thing that happens at the end of the year. Your inbox slows down. Requests for meetings slow down. Everybody just kind of leaves you alone. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Which is a blissful thing. It's great. And you can use that time to mindlessly surf the news. Yeah. You know, because you've <laughs> yeah. got all that time. Or uh, what I find works well is to take on a project that requires a lot of focus and a lot of time and, mm. and a lack of interruptions. Because we don't get those very often. The summer is another time that can kind of work, except during the summer, you've got all these like things you want to be doing out in the sunshine, right? For the first few weeks of December, uh, you know, assuming that you don't have some madness that you have to deal with for the holidays, yeah. you can just use this quiet time to work on something that warrants it. And uh, I found, so I took on a little project writing a uh, software prototype over the past couple of weeks. And I've been able to just heads down yeah. without anybody interrupting me pretty much every day for the past eight or nine days, working days in a row. I've gotten a ton done. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I just, I just wonder if, if everybody doesn't have some sort of project that they've put, been putting off or that's just too hard to get done normally yeah. because you don't have that, those long stretches of uninterrupted time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Long stretches of uninterrupted time. It's so true. This is a time where you're not being asked to be on very many podcasts, where you're not being, you know, bugged very often by someone midday about a thing, where you're not getting interrupted very often. Things slow down because yeah. everybody's doing their end of year sort of, you know, we've got the holiday shopping, guys. Exactly. Got, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Right. And so if you can, that, that, like, that's what another thing, like the piece of intention here is like you, you can run around going like, what am I going to do? Am I going to be able to find a gift that's going to make dad feel, you know, what he needs to feel? Or is he going to be a turd about it? That's what I, that's where my mind, if I'm honest. Um, so, uh, it, it, because my dad is notoriously difficult to get a gift for. So I can be crazy about that mode. Or I can go, who am I? What am I here for? What do I want to do? What do I want to do with the next three weeks? And just go, I feel like just saying that, Corbett, you're going to be interrupted less over the next four weeks than you typically are. How does that change what you want to do? Yeah. I feel like that's really powerful. That's like a cool invitation to like, maybe that'll make me think about this project instead of that project. Mm-hmm. You know? Because it's a to- it's totally true. That's absolutely reality that you are going to get interrupted less during this time. I love that. Um, another one for me is, uh, you might notice a trend here for me. This one is cleaning up your office and or workspace. Oh, more cleaning. <laughs> totally more cleaning. Now, I do a big process. I just did this recently, which doesn't look like it in here, but I did. I actually pulled down all my... It, um, it's much cleaner than it was. All my uh, my deep archive of, of my big boxes, all right? You have big boxes, big boxes for deep archive. This is for all my mic cables and USB cables and and just like anything that's related to power or lights or music because this is basically a media studio in here, you know? And I pull that out and I get into that and I org- and I go like, what do we need and what do we not need, right? My, as we're re- recording, Melissa, just my wife just put in a box, which is my new computer that's come, the new Ooh. MacBook. And it doesn't have a single port on it except for that's these USB-Cs, right? So, you must have- so I got rid of about 45 USB cables. <laughs> USB mini, USB micro, USB regular, right? <laughs> USB extenders, <laughs> all sorts of crap. I kept a few. Um, but anyways, uh, cleaning up your office, your workspace, a lot of, a lot of times this is an extension because one of the things I like to do with my workspace, I like to go like, this is, who, this is what we're about this year in the workspace. Mm. I would love for that to, yeah. to show in the workspace, right? This is where we're heading this year. 
This is what our goal is. I think Chris Gilbo does like a word for the year. It's like, what's your what's your word this year? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that's a bit. I, I wish I was the kind of person who did that. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? To have like a word. Um, maybe this year's word would be intention. That's the word that for me. Um, but I like to clean up the space, organize things. And then again, just starting fresh. Like we, all possibilities from here. Everything is possible from here. Yeah, so it's a, you're you're really trying to manipulate your mental state. There's like a strong connection between your physical yeah. state and your mental state, yeah. and you're really trying to manipulate that to make it to to give you the creative energy you need. For, yeah, for yeah, next year. exactly. Because so much of 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 what I do is I'm like this little um, I'm like this little compass, just looking for a, true norths. Do you know what I mean? And there's lots of them, and they're the things where I feel like the wind's going to be blowing for us. You know what's going to bring us more people, more energy, more enthusiasm, more like closer to like what I feel like fizzle is, but we're not really there yet. We're mm-hmm. not, we're not manifesting that yet, so to speak. So um, for me, I kind of fixed, that's my, I'm this little like sensitive receiver guy, you know? Yeah. And so my space and my computer, like all these things play a big role in that for me. Um, and there's probably a lot of people that are like that, but it's not for everybody. That's not the same thing for a lot of people, for example, would never let their office look like this. <laughs> you know, in here, you know? But, uh, but I like it. You know, I got a, I got a, I got a, <laughs> a router. Yeah. I got a router from my grandpa. <laughs> I don't know why that's there. Um, so, uh, cleaning out your office and, and your, and your workspace. This is very cathartic for me because again, as like the movie fight club says, the things you own end up owning you. And I think your physical space can end up shaping your mental sort of posture. Mm-hmm. Is that everything? Have we, did we gotten everything here from you guys? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I just had one last thing, and this is um, this is just I, I really love clearing my schedule and having yeah. like nothing to do over the holidays. Yeah, yeah. So you know, it's just the little things for me, like shopping online instead of beating your head against the wall. Oh, like, yeah. mm. out at some store, right? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Like, screw, screw that. Driving around, fighting with people, like just do it online. You save yourself yeah. so much time. Yeah. Um, not traveling for the holidays, if at all possible, is huge. We used to for a decade or so had to travel every year, and now. We live closer to family and it just makes it so much more it's, relaxing. Oh, this is our first year not traveling, mm-hmm. basically, yeah. ever. And my, my parents are coming here and uh, we, we like, I can't, I'll never forget the feeling when we decided like, we're just not going to travel. <laughs> we're just not like, going to go. We can do that? We can do that? This is a rule we can do? Yeah. So every other year we're going to like not travel. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard. Grandparents, I got, we got, a, I got a, a grandparent that's like still, that's true, but still he's, around. He's I want to, I want to. He's coming up here, yeah. but I, I want to be there with him. But, but at the same time, it's just like, dude, when you got kids, and you're doing a thing. It changed. Oh, yeah, and you have a little bargaining chip with kids, right? Yeah, you're like, mm-hmm. sorry, we just don't want to do that to little Johnny. So, <laughs> if you guys want to come here, <laughs> totally. You're, totally. Doing, you're, you, you're staying at home this year, right, Steph? Yeah, I'm. I too have never done that before, so I'm, I'm always like going somewhere that takes and it's just like the, the the time suck of having to travel i'm just excited to not have to do that at all so i'm really looking forward to it and then yeah and then you're gonna get sick and like you're just in someone someone else's house in some awkward situation oh god it's, yeah and that means just with heavy snow and stuff too it's nice to just yeah. hunker down yep what else corbett sounds like you were like you were kind of on a roll there of like no no and well the, i mean just the other thing is if if i'm regardless of if i'm traveling or not just being clear with uh, people in your family that yeah. I'm working up until this date, you know, because like the week before Christmas can kind of turn into this, like a lot of errands to do and whatnot. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, just make it clear and I'll save these couple of days at the end of that week and we'll get, you know, X, Y, and Z done. But otherwise I'm working solid up until then. Yeah. 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 This really is a special time of year. It's something that is like uh really, un- it's obviously unique in the year in that, uh, sort of, uh, you know, I don't know where you are in the world, dear listener, but for a lot of the Western world, like this is a moment that you don't get very many moments like. A lot of uninterruption, a lot of like, and you can do with this with this season what you choose to do as it relates to your project, your yeah. work, your stuff, you know? Yeah, and you know, if if you choose to just want to enjoy this time and maybe that's how you recharge your batteries and that's really important, yeah. then do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Have to cram a bunch of stuff in at the end of the yeah. year. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's sort of my my. I always had this fantasy of taking the whole month of December off and just and just making. I wanted to make a um, an archive of what we did that year. Mm. Like I wanted to make like a little coffee book, like right, a little coffee mm-hmm. table book that's like uh, you know 
just like a bunch of the projects, a few of the articles, like maybe maybe screenshots from a video, uh, just a handful of like all the relics of the work that year. Yeah. I imagine uh, on the bookshelf, you know, every year there'd be another, you know, what we did in Fizzle this year. And yeah. I would want to do the one, one for my family as well. Right. But, uh, you know, just a page of code commits, just like weird, like beanstalk screenshots. Do you know what I mean? Like just things like that where you're just like, right. like this is because this is the artifact of the wor- of like actual mental, physical labor that we have done. Yeah. You know, like to like this is the product of our work. And how rare is it that you ever get to see that or that you ever get to celebrate it? Yeah. Or, all of this digital stuff, you know, 40 years from now is just going to be gone. Yeah. Yeah, yep. <laughs> it's totally gone. It's totally gone. There's no more. There's no more relics, guys. Well, I have been Chase Wardman Reeves. I hope that you. Well, I hope that you get a good holiday season. And we'll talk to you next Friday, where we'll be talking about something completely different. Who knows? <laughs> if you got an idea for what we should talk about, let us know at fizzleshow.co/slash/one-nine-two. I have been Chase Wardman Reeves. I've been Corbett Farr. I have been Steph Crowder. And we'll see you there, or, or we'll, we'll see you, see you on another, another time. time. So there you have it. All right. This episode was 192 of The Fizzle Show, which means you can find the show notes and the conversation about this episode at fizzleshow.co slash 192. Okay? Now, here's an iTunes rating from Blake Livingston Hodges in the US of A who says... If you're looking for a bullet point list of business knowledge, look elsewhere. If you're looking for a podcast to speak motivation, inspiration, and care directly to your soul, this is the place. Motivation, inspiration, and care directly to your soul. This is the place. Wow. Thank you so much, Blake. What an awesome review. Dear listener, You know our goal here every week is to help you make progress on your business, on your project, on the thing you're trying to do. We know how tough it is. That's why we do this every single week. We make it available for free. All we ask is that you would maybe, maybe leave us an iTunes review. Why? Because of one big reason. It helps other entrepreneurs to find this show. Simply go to the iTunes store, search did I say sore? I, iTunes can can leave me with some sores. Oh, are you kidding me? Just go to the iTunes store and search for Fizzle and click write a review. Listen, you're only going to end this year once. How are you going to make it count? We're rooting for you. We really are because we know as well as you do that your business, your income, and your freedom rely on your ability to execute projects like these at the end of the year. Find care. Take care, serve hard, and dig in. Thanks. I'll talk to you next Fizzle Friday. <laughs>